Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds, Next Step Leadership. Uh, Tracy, uh, the conversations uh, that we've had the last uh, couple of podcasts have been really nice uh, for both of us, have been very good, especially for you, uh, having conversations with your son. I know you've enjoyed these. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I particularly like the last one we talked about, the whole craft of, of writing uh, music. And I love the way you guys just kind of lit up the room uh, talking about the, the just making space for creative and, and how that works. I love that. Um, Justin, you have finished a project mm-hmm. of 10 songs, and you're in the process of, of rolling those out a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what that's like, and then I'd love to shift gears and talk a bit about you know what it you know, I know you've done some, you also another part of your life is you you've invested a lot of time uh, playing in churches and that whole deal and some sure. things to share with musicians I think it would be awesome yeah uh, first off I'm having a blast this is great Chris you have an amazing podcast voice just wanted to mm-hmm. go on the record to sing I mean you do too but like it comes on it's like oh man I'm on a podcast <laughs> wow I'm, I'm in it now uh, no the so the music industry is very strange, um, and I'm by no means an expert or an authority, but just kind of having watched it evolve, like nobody knows what they're doing anymore, really. Like it's just kind of a, a very much a like throw the spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks kind of thing. So uh, what I've elected to do, since I'm not dealing with like labels or managers or lawyers or anything like that, it's like I'm just going to release, you know, I've got 10 songs. It's, it is a complete body of work. It's an album, but I'm just going to give them all the space that they need because in the streaming era, you just kind of, if you release an entire album with one single, you've basically burned nine songs yeah. that aren't going to get any kind of air. So I'm just kind of releasing singles every you know four or five weeks to mm-hmm. you know really let them just kind of sit. And if seven people listen to them. Amazing. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, I mean, really, like, I, I don't have uh, an agenda beyond just let's put this out and let's see what resonates and what doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of take stuff as it comes in terms of the promotional side of it. So Very good. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we were talking off uh, off mic a bit about uh, our worlds together because a lot of what we have done uh, over the years has been involving Jesus and the Church of Jesus and uh, working in different environments. And uh, we've been blessed to have a lot of great experiences um, for the most part. We've probably seen the good and the bad and the ugly, but you've been a part of that, being a, a pastor's son, and uh, you guys uh, have seen that. But you have had the unique uh Opportunity of playing in a lot of different churches over the years and, and seeing everything. So I would just love for you to, to speak to those musicians and uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very unique um, space, for lack of a of a better term. Worship music is very unique because it's one of the only styles of music that has an actual like practical purpose. 
We use worship, worship music for a specific context um, in a specific space with a very narrow set, not narrow, but it's about what it's about. You know, it's, a, it's about pointing to Jesus and, you know, you're kind of not hemmed in creatively, but the, the way that I think about it is like this music serves a purpose and it really exists to do whatever it is that we're doing on a week to week basis for this group of people that we're playing in front of. So whatever that congregation is, whatever that community is, it's there to serve uh, those people. You're there to just create a space for them to worship. And obviously you are, you are worshiping presumably uh, as a means of leading them because you can't lead somebody somewhere you're not going. So, uh, the way that that looks from church to church is obviously different from community to community. I, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have the opportunity to do that in churches of quite literally all sizes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, we've, I remember there was a period of time where we were in a, in a room with like 10 people and that was church and, at this point in the game, I'm I have the privilege of of being of playing mostly at Athens Church. Uh, that's our church home, and that's you know that room holds a couple thousand people, I think. Yeah. Um, and I I, sh- I should say I'm not on staff at any church. I am a musician, uh, and sometimes I'm contracted at a couple of different church churches. I'm mainly at Athens church. I'm not a decision maker in any of these churches. Um, I just know what it is to be there Sunday to Sunday and yeah. work with the people there to, you know, lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. So I think that gives us a good opportunity to get your perspective. Um, because I, like many people do have concerns mm-hmm. about some of the push I love the way you you worded that about about worship, and we need to have a specific goal uh, that we are to worship God. And as we are leading other people to reach that goal, are there times that other goals and purposes can get in the way of that and rob us of that ultimate goal? Are we are we pointing them to God and to worshiping Him? with both the reverence and the celebration, merging those together, but are we pointing them to Him? Are all the lights on us? Mm. Not literally, but just sure. figuratively. Is it about the quality of the music, end of story? Or are we doing music well so that we can point them to Him? There's mm. tension. There's tension there. Yeah, that's, that is that is the thing, isn't it? Because excellence is something that matters a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just across the board. So my my tendency is to always push for excellence as as an act of service, I suppose, because you're you're supposed to get in there and you do everything that you do to the glory of the Lord. And if you're not doing that at a certain level, then what are you doing? But at the same time, I think you have to be willing to. Uh, meet the people in the room where they're at. That's job number one, right? Is you have people in the room 
and you are trying to show them Jesus, and you are trying to get them and yourself closer to Jesus. So what are we doing to, to make that happen, to make that the central goal of what's going on? And I think part of that is just, A, knowing... I mean, it's I'm probably punching above my pay grade a little bit, but uh, figuratively. But part of it is knowing knowing your community. A like where are they, and what do they need? You know. So let let's speak directly to what this group of people in this community, in this place, and the circumstances around that community. Like, what do they need in this moment? Um, and what's being said. You know, like how can we align with, um you know, the, the message and all the other elements of the service to provide a space for people to connect with Jesus and to, to grow deeper. Uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, there, there's, there are a lot of lights. There's a lot of, there are a lot of backing tracks. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff. And for me, these are tools and just like any other tool you can use, you can use that tool well or not so well, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone, you know, I'm not implying that anyone is using these tools for harm or anything like that. But I think you have to use the tools that work for your community, for your people. And that needs to drive what your quote worship culture is. Because if you start from a place of like, all right, we're here to worship Jesus. Uh, and we're here to worship Jesus with this specific group of people. And the decisions that get made from there, to me at least, are, okay, what's going to work for these people? And how, you know, sometimes you try things, they don't work. You know, I've, I've been in plenty of situations where you try a song or you try an approach to a song or something, and it just doesn't work. And you just, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's, yeah. let's try it again. Or let's try, let's, let's try something different, different approach. Um, and I, I think, you know, I mean, there, we are at a specific moment in, in churches where there's, there are, you know, I guess big quote unquote, big church with all the lights and all the production and all the stuff. Um, I, I can see how, if you're on the inside of that, if you're a musician, if you're a worship leader, if you're, if you're on the, the firing end of that camera lens, you know, there's, I can see how there's a lot of pressure. Um, as a, as a musician, I'm kind of like to off to the side, just enough to like not be, uh, I mean, there is a, a bit of pressure to, you know, you want to go in, you want to do things well, you know, you want to represent, um, you want to represent Christ. Well, you also probably on some selfish level, everybody's like, okay, I have to, you know, I'm up at this hour and I have to look good on camera and I have to sound good. And there's, you know, on some level, you're just trying to do your part well. And sometimes there's a lot of pressure that goes into that. Uh, so I think well, one of the, uh, you mentioned a word that I, I think, you know, excellence is one thing, but perfectionism is another. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And so that I'm not comparing myself with other people necessarily. I want to be the best me that I can be, the best steward of, of the gift that God has, has given us, so that I'm not competing, but I'm trying to complete what's happening here. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I think about it, too. It's like even with, you know, within the music that I've made and, and the Sunday to Sunday thing, is the perfection 
one of the things I learned in college is perfection as it pertains to learning a piece is unattainable. Right. It's a myth. Mm. And it's, it's a myth and it's all subjective mm. in this context. Um, even if you got it numerically perfect, even if like you bent the laws of physics to make everything perfect, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. You know, there's, there's a bit of, you have to allow for your humanity right. in these situations. And I, I think that the same thing applies to worship services and worship music. Uh, I, I think, yeah, perfection is one thing. Excellence is another. I'm, I'm shooting for excellence. And, and Go ahead, Tracy. And then if you add to that the transcendent, where you know, we're, we're going to do the best we can with what we have in hopes that we're creating that space where God actually encounters us and we encounter God. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, like you said, we're, I, I think we're trying to, in a way, get out of the way and vacate space so that we realize that we, I don't have the capacity to change someone. I don't have the capacity to, to make an eternal difference in somebody's life. Therefore, like you said, I'm, it's more of a tool. I'm just part of the process there. But then what we really need is God for you to, to meet us in that space. And we have the promise of scripture that if we do that and uh, that we Increase the likelihood if I can get myself out of the way and do it for the right reasons in the right way at a certain level of excellence, I think, because uh, I'm right there in the same boat with you, uh, then God shows up and does what God does. Yeah. And uh, I love I love these kind of conversations because we can be honest uh, and we can just, we're all wanting to do what's right. We're all wanting to find the best the best way to approach this. But but I'm living in this realm now of, of concerns. Hmm. You, know, you know, my main job is working with college students, and we're sending them out to this world of these are church structures, church uh, designs that, that we're sending you out in, either into ministry, um, where you can work in some capacity there, or that you can be a part of the community. Um, and also serving as a writer and a speaker and involved in a lot of different churches and now pastoring a, a small church that a year ago was about to close. And it's very different than the church that I'd pastored for many years before. And I'm, I'm just feeling a taste of all of those, while at the same time I'm concerned about what I've heard other people say it this way and I've worded it this way myself, our tendency to worship worship. Mm-hmm. Instead of using worship as a spiritual discipline to worship God, and the debate about style and song selection, and and, and then at the same time, concerns of that I personally carry with people like me who are living with epilepsy and attending a church that one of the churches that you helped lead in, and fortunately, before I walked into one of the one of the big events, I was told by a friend, Chris, be careful they were warning me about the lighting. Mm. You know, I just always like to ask why, uh, you know, sometimes not the what that we're doing, but, but why do we have to include flashing lights that could trigger seizures in somebody like me or other people when we still could sound just as good without it. So I'm just, that's where I am right now. I'm asking a lot of the why, uh, because I'm wanting to just not only grow spiritually myself, but to help people from a variety of backgrounds and experiences to grow and then 
helping encourage these young people. Hey, don't let the burden of church and the disagreements keep you from going. We want you to go into ministry and just embrace the tension and all the different sides. Bring Jesus there. Uh, even if you have a small church that will never have good sound, sure. go there. So that, that that's just kind of a mixture. That's like a buffet I mentioned of all of the questions that I'm personally carrying now at my age of years of ministry and uh, I think I now have more questions <laughs> than ever in my life. But it can be a good thing because I need those. I need to be willing to ask those questions, the why. Why does it have to? Because my argument and my concern is if it has to be this good this Sunday. And, I'll, and, and you guys know I like it when it's done well. I mean, I love right. music. I love for it to sound well. That's why I'm not going to sing into the microphone right now. <laughs> we want it done well. But at the end of the day, are we going to have to improve it even more next week so people will continue coming because that's what's appealing them there? That's some interesting tension. Yeah, those are great points. I, um, I'm i not a productions person, so I cannot speak directly to why we have the... I mean, I, I would just be speculating. So I, I, I don't have a great answer for that. I based on what I know about uh, the culture of the places I've, I've been able to play at, the, the main thing is to make the environment infectious and somewhere you want to keep coming back to. Uh, now, whether that... And I think it just comes down to a question of excellence. I know that's not a great answer. I don't really have an answer for that. Um, but in terms of the... You know, if, if you've been burned by a church, and everybody has to a certain extent, um, and this is not me apologizing for Christianity or anything like that, but churches are run by people, mm-hmm. and people are not great sometimes. <laughs> True so, I and I, I've I've seen environments that didn't serve the people who were serving well. I've seen environments and I'm very, very blessed to be in an environment now where you can just tell that you're valued. If you're in the room, if you're helping out, you're, you are valued Mm. as, as a human, as a follower of Christ, they want what's, uh, they're glad that you're there. They value your gifts and what you bring. Um, and you know, they, they want to help you do, do the thing well. Um, I guess it's a tough thing because I'm not trying to tell somebody to not take a job or anything like that. But if you get in, if you find yourself in a situation where you can just tell right off the bat if that the situation is more transactional, then it's like, okay, well, what are you know, like, what can we get from you? How how does what you do fit into? what we're trying to do and we're not really interested in you as a human beyond that. That's a red flag. Yeah. Um, and I think at this point in, in church, there's been this building of like, uh, not necessarily like pop church or whatever to me, at least I, and I, I, I don't keep up with, you know, broader trends in, quote unquote church or whatever. 
but what I've noticed is that you know church gets bigger and bigger and bigger and more event driven and I know there are there are movements for that and there are movements against that there are arguments for and against all of these things and all I know to say is like whatever works for your community works uh, if it works for your people then you're then great you know yeah um, but if you're in an environment where you know you're not being valued you're not being uh, you're not being fed in a way that you can honestly get up on Sunday to Sunday and play or sing or speak or, you know, do the, the parking lot stuff, you know, like if you can't, if, if you don't feel valued, then that's, that's, that's a red flag. That's a concern. Uh, I don't have great answers for how to get out of that, but I, I think you have to first understand that, you know, my identity isn't based on the fact that I play guitar at a church, you know, that's not, that's not where my hope rests, you know? Um, and that's not what my identity is. It's part of what I do week to week. Uh, and I think it's easy, especially when there are cameras and there's social media and there's stuff, you know, there, there's a lot of external pressure to be this or that, or to present yourself a certain way. You have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself in a, not, you know, not in the like toxic self care way, but, you know, make, you know, if go to counseling, if you need counseling, go to, you know, make sure you have people you can speak honestly to and who can speak honestly to right. you. And, you know, I, I, I don't really have a, well, those, those are good <laughs> so answers. Good. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't really need a solution. Always. Yeah. I just, just, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. Sure. And sure. You're thinking this time of year, uh, holiday season, a lot of people down, a lot of people happy, but hmm. but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for honest conversations like Amen. this. I'm thankful that we're in a place where we can worship the Lord with a variety of styles and methods and time lengths. Yeah, um, me too, man. But uh, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the goodness of the Lord, and He's with us, and He's our leader, <laughs> and He's the one giving us opportunities uh, and he's giving us another step, another step, another step to worship, to serve, to love, to care, and helping us uh, all learn together and find ways to make our next steps our best steps. Thank you again for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Sweet nothing's fair.